So, so we're going to look at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer. We get started here. Precious Lord, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior. We pray for this rescue mission. We pray for the folks here. We pray especially for this gentleman up here who said he's got a bad diagnostic uh, exam this morning. But we know God is bigger than he's bigger than cancer. He's bigger than anything we may face. So we just ask that we just give him strength, power from on high to, to live a victorious life, even though we are going through trials and tribulations. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Romans 12. Let me read it. Paul's writing to the Romans. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed into this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I title these, these messages a prescription for daily living. How many in here... How many in here take something every day, whether it's for blood pressure, whatever? I don't want to get into the HIPAA law, but we all take something. And, and that's, that's designed to what? Make us feel better or to, you know, relax us or maybe just heal us. So, so Paul here in Romans, he's saying something we ought to do every day. Something we ought to do every day. And what, and what should that be? We ought, to, we ought to, as men and women of God, we ought to want to live a life that gives God glory. Okay? We, and, and even if we have difficult times. And I've, and I've already spoke about this young man here who said he's got, a, he's got some real serious problems. Okay? But even when we're having problems, think about what I'm getting ready to say. Even when we're struggling, even when we're going through the worst of times as men and women of God. Now, I'm, I'm just going to assume that everybody here loves the Lord. Okay? So as men and women of God, even when we're struggling, even though we're going through all hell, we ought to be able to give God glory. Amen. Okay? That's right. That's right. I, you know, I've, 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 I've been mourning. I, I don't know if I mentioned March 15th. My son, he was having his first child, and his wife he went into labor. They did a C-section, and she died. She died. She died having that baby. The baby survived. She passed away. We were heartbroken. We were struggling, the whole family. But as men and women of God, I can only speak for myself. I had to deal with that situation in a way. That glorified God. Amen. The Bible said we are not mourn like those who have no hope. Right. So when I come down here and I know we're going through, we're going to struggle, we're going to go through. Okay? But we got to go through, like this man said, like, like soldiers. We got to go through representing God. And now, with that said, Paul is saying here in Romans 12, 1, watch what he says. He, that word beseech. That word beseech, if you're looking at the outline I gave you, if not the Bible under the table, I don't know if it's a King James or not, but the word beseech 
means to beg. It means to beg. It means to plead with someone, okay? You, you, ever, you ever been in a situation and you've been you pleading with your loved one to maybe turn it around, maybe do, do something different or do the right thing? Paul is pleading with these Christians. He said, I beg you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. What a statement. What a statement. Let me explain this. When he says by the mercies of God, he's asking these folks to live a certain way by the mercies of God. Now, now if I'm sitting where you are sitting, I'm going to have both hands up because that's the kind of person I am. So you got to explain to me what the mercies of God mean. Say, preacher, what does, the, what does the mercy of God mean? Because Paul is begging these people by the mercies of God that they present their bodies a living sacrifice. What are the mercies of God? If you're in here and you know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, that is the mercies of God. God save you. Salvation, justification is one of God's greatest mercies that he shows to us. Okay? Now, the fact that you saved, Paul's saying based on, on that mercy alone. The fact that we've been adopted into God's family. We weren't born into God's family. We were, when we were born again, we were bought, bought into God's family. We were adopted. Okay? Okay? Now, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says this. For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourself. This is a gift of God, not by works, lest any man should boast. So we see justification as a grace or as a mercy, God's adopting us into his family as a, as a mercy, his grace. What is grace? I don't like to throw words out without trying to explain them a little bit. I don't, want to, I, don't, I don't mean to be condescending or speaking down to anybody, but we need to understand what God's grace is. God's grace is God giving us another chance. It is favor, Okay. It's something you didn't earn, you didn't deserve. God just said, "You know what? I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you my grace." Okay. Now, some of you, I've, I've talked in here for 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 a few times, for a few months now since this place opened. You know, I I, I worked at the corrections facility for 31 years. I retired last in 2020. I worked in the prison system, and 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 I would talk to the inmates. I would talk to the inmates. They come my office. They would sit and talk to me. And you know what? A lot of them would say. They, when you worked when I was at Trauma Correction, you weren't going home. A lot of them guys was doing life, but because they they got they got locked up. You know what they would tell me? I got an opportunity. God showed me grace. Because if I'd have stayed on the streets, I got killed. But the fact that they they came into the prison system and they were able to go to the services, receive justification, be adopted into God's family, they may never go home. But they had an opportunity to get to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and spend all eternity. Because this is, this life here now, here is passing. All right, I talked to the brother, the brother back there in the green. And we already been talking. It's, it's tough getting old. Okay? But the word of God says in Hebrews 9, 27, it's appointed unto man. What? Once to die and after that to judgment. So we all leaving here. Ain't nobody getting out of here alive. Okay? So Paul, Paul, and I love Paul, he's begging these believers, present your bodies a living sacrifice. 
You know when they when they when they brought an animal to the to the altar in the Old Testament, they they, they it was a dead sacrifice because they would kill it. Okay, so God, Paul is saying to us, we are living sacrifices. When we come to God's altar, we come to God's service. When we doing things for God, we ought to do, do it in a living way. Okay, because and, and and again, it's based on what God has done for us. Now, listen, if you hear and you say, well, you know what, I'm going through and God, you know, I, I, God, I'm still waiting for God to do something for me. Then keep waiting because God's going to do something for you. He's just that kind of God. And Paul, again, present your body, what? Holy and acceptable. Think about that. Think about that. And this is daily. Think about how we present ourselves because how we present ourselves to each other. It's how we, how God sees us, okay? So if, if I come in here and, and, and I don't present myself in a way that's holy and acceptable to God, I'm not that type of sacrifice, okay? So we have, to, we have to present ourselves holy and acceptable unto God. And again, what's what Paul says? Which is your reasonable service. Think about that. Based on what God has done for us, think, think about his grace, his mercy, his faith, his love. How, how can you pay that back? How can you pay back God when he's given you the hope of heaven? How can, how, what, what kind of price would you put on that? You can't put a price on, on what God has done for us. And Paul, Paul is saying, you know, it was only reasonable that we... Offer to God our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Okay? Look at the second one on there. It says 1 Corinthians 10.31. If you see that, I'm talking about daily priorities, a prescription for daily living. Paul, Paul again, writing to the Corinthian church. I thought this one, is, this one here is interesting. Paul says this. And again, this is what we ought to do daily. You know, we ought to do daily. Paul says, whether for... Whether therefore you eat, drink, or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Okay? What am I talking about? We ought to be motivated as believers to bring glory to God. And I'm on this glory kick today. Y'all just stay with me. We ought to be motivated as believers, as those that God has died for, has shed his blood for, has saved. We ought to be motivated to bring glory to God in everything we do. Okay? Whether we what? Eat, drink, or whatsoever. We don't want to sin. We can sin in a lot of ways. But we want to give God glory. In everything we do, you heard me even say, even when we going through, even when we going through, even when we struggling, even when we when we down on some people would say down on our luck. I don't use the word luck, but you know what I'm talking about. We got to say, you know what? I got to shake this off. I got to shake this off because I'm a child of God and I got to give God glory in how I'm doing this. This man here is talking about losing a wife. Okay. Still got to get God glory. Most of us in here have lost mothers and fathers and we've lost loved ones. And, and, and even in our losing folks, we still have to be able to shake it off. Even though we heartbroken. We don't want to be what? 
spirit broken. We don't want our spirits to ever be broke because when our, our spirit connects us to God, our heart connects us to things on this earth, our emotions and the, and the soul things, things, people that we care about. But, you know, we, and we'll lose them and we'll be heartbroken and we'll go through emotional spells, ups and downs in life. And we have to weather all that, but that's, that's all horizontal. Okay? But we don't want that connection to God to be broken. Because if that connection to God is broken, then we have nothing to hold us together. Does that make sense? Hope that makes sense. We want to keep our spirit strong. This is why when, when they call me at the rest of me, can you come and preach? Can you come and preach? I don't hesitate. I'm not that busy. And then if I was to tell, if I was to tell Mick or the people at the rescue mission, you know, that that I'm too busy to come down there, or my schedule's too tight, then I would be a hypocrite in, in, in what I do because God gives me plenty of time to do the things of God. Okay. And I wouldn't be giving God glory if I say, well, you know, I'll make up an excuse. Well, I, I don't feel like going on a rescue mission today. No, no people down there listen to me anyway. You know, God didn't tell me to come down here because you listen to me. He said, come down here and preach the gospel. Preach the word, whether they listen or not. Somebody may hear. Look at the look at the sec, look at the second second point I want to talk about. If you if you follow along with me, it's in it's in Ephesians three and sixteen again. Watch this. This is this is this is powerful. And I may stay here until I'm done. But again, Paul's writing about power. See, sometimes sometimes we need we we need more than what we ask for. I think you you ever heard of the person who's going? You know, he 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 needs a bucket full of God's blessing, but he's only taking a a six ounce cup. See, sometimes we got we got to we got to be bold. We got to be bold in what we ask God for. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about material stuff. I'm not I'm not talking about you know you want to get a Tesla when you when you just need a car. You may you need a car. You may it may be a 2000 Honda. You just need a car, okay? And I'm not saying you know I need I need a big car or I need, you know you need a, you need a place to stay. I want a nice place to stay. You don't need to have to have to stay in a high rise, ten thousand a month place. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay, we need we need strength for the journey. Okay, y'all. When we when we guys leave here, even when I leave here, places I, I have to go, I need I need to be strong. Okay, I need to be strong. A lot of people, I don't know how you do it. You know, many of you know may may not know, but I, I'm a hospice chaplain. So they call me at any time. And they say, you need to be out here with this family. We're getting ready to take their loved one off the vent, off the machine. We're getting ready to wean them. And, and it can be hard. But guess what? Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I don't want anybody here to think that you can live the Christian life. 
on your own strength. I think I think sometimes we we we, we get that messed up. You you can't live the Christian life on your own strength. You can only live the Christian life on God's strength. His spirit has to dwell richly in you. So Paul is writing here to these believers and he's praying for the Ephesian church because it was a new church, a young church, a lot of new believers. And he's he's praying for them. Watch what he prays. He's, he's praying to God that, that he would grant you, the believers, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. In the inner man. Let me explain this verse. Paul knew that the Christians was going to face all kind of challenges. Okay? And we do on a daily basis. Okay? From up here to out to the last person here, we face challenges. We're going to go through ups and downs. But Paul is saying, I'm praying that they be strengthened with, by according to the riches of his glory. Now, he's talking about God. How rich... How rich is God's glory? Think about that. Okay? I mean, Paul's going to the highest, the most, the most powerful source of glory in the world. He's going straight to God on behalf of these believers that he loves. And he says that he, he's praying that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, glory to be what? To be strengthened. Paul's not asking for a sprinkle. Okay, he's not asking for a little bit. He's asking for as much as he can. Paul said, I want as much power in to, to, to dwell in these believers as humanly possible. How many of us? How many of us in here today need some power from on high? Absolutely. Absolutely. None of us in here. None of us here going to turn it down. So Paul says this, watch this again. I'm going to read the whole verse again. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened. This guy, this guy asked me, Did I, do I work out? You know, do I work out? Yeah, I work out. I've been working out all my life. I've been working out for 45 years, okay? Okay. I've, I've competed all over this country. I've come in... Mr. Ohio, I've won Mr. Ohio, Mr. Pennsylvania, New York, all over. Okay? And one of the things, one of the things that you have to do, and, and I can compare bodybuilding with Christianity because you you gotta keep putting on more weight. You're gonna get bigger and stronger. You gotta add more. You know, I I I I tick, it tickles me. I go to the gym and I see I see some folks, you know, no weight on the bar doing this. And I'm like, you ain't never going to get strong. You ain't never going to grow. And, and what God is saying to us, he wants us to be strong. He wants us to be strong where? Not on the outside. On the inside. He wants us to be strong on the inside. Why is, why is he saying be strong in the spirit and the inner man? Watch this. Watch this. Not close. Because the inner man is, 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 is the person inside of us, Jesus Christ, who settles us and keeps us steady. When the storms of life blow, when the winds of life blow, when, 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 the, when, when we have those earthquakes in our lives, guess what? When our inner man is strong, he studies us, keeps us steady. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, he said, be ye what? Steadfast unmovable, 
always abounding in the work of the Lord. And I tell you what, you hearing the word of God preach, coming to services, reading your Bible, Satan coming at you. He's coming at you. He's going to test you. He's going to challenge you. He's going to try you today. Within the next hour for some of us, we're going to be tested. And we're going to be, we're going to be tested. And, then God's, and Satan's going to say, you believe everything that bald head man said? I'm going to try you. And, 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 and guess how you get stronger? Stay in the word of God. Stay on your knees. Keep praying. God, give me strength. And when we sin, and we do sin, and when we sin, 1 John 1, 9 says, if we what? Confess our sins. He's what? Faithful and just. Two wonderful names that only God has. He's faithful and just to do what? To forgive us. That's how we stay in God's will. When we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us. Okay? God is good. God is good all the time. One more verse and I'm going to get out of here. I'll pick it up next time I'm here. Paul Paul writing again in Ephesians 5.18. He says this, and if you got the handout, it's, it's a fascinating verse. He says, be, be ye not drunk with wine, wearing excess, but be filled with the Spirit. That's an interesting verse. And, and you know what? And the people that Paul was talking to in, in the time that he wrote the Bible, in the time that he wrote Ephesians, he talked to a lot of people that did struggle with alcohol. Okay? The only thing you got to be out in the suburbs and everybody got it all together. Paul was talking to a lot of people that had struggles with alcohol and drugs and different things. But Paul uses this illustration to, to, to make them aware of how powerful the Spirit of God is. He says, be ye not drunk. With wine, okay? Now, when I was coming up, we used to call people who drank a lot of wine, we drank Bad Dog and Wild Irish Rose and Orange Juice, you know, and MD 2020. And, you know, you, were, you got a name called, you was a wine head, okay? So, so you got to drink a lot of wine to get drunk. It ain't like drinking Jim Bean and Jack Daniels and stuff like that. If you drink a lot of wine to get drunk, Okay, and it's a different kind of drunk. But Paul's saying, put the wine down and be filled with the spirit. Okay, imagine, imagine getting drunk on the spirit. Drink it until your spirit was filled. Guess, guess what kind of person you would be then? Now you now you walking in God's righteousness. Now you able to talk to people and minister to people and all that. That's what Paul's saying. Be drunk with the Spirit. It'll change you. It'll change you. I used to have some friends when they drank, and and they drank a lot. I I, I was a sipper. Okay. <laughs> when they would drink, and they would drink fast. And it would, and, and they, they, they whole disposition would change. Their face would change. Everything would change. That's the illustration Paul's saying here. Fill yourself with that spirit of God, and watch what it does to you. It's a beautiful high. It's a beautiful high. Precious Lord, we say thank you today. Thank you for the rescue mission congregation, Father God. Thank you for them being so patient and so kind. And thank you for the children being so quiet today and, 
and, and we know they hear the word of God. These children have, are hearing the word of God. I know how I know that because the word of God says that God's word does not return void. So you keep bringing your children into these congregations, letting that word of God dwell in them richly. Father God, we pray for this gentleman here, Father God, would, and we pray that the doctors and the treatments, Father God, would, would work in, 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 in a marvelous, miraculous way. We know you're still healing. We know you're still healing. And we pray for everybody here, Father God, that are, that are going through right now. We ask right now that you give them strength on high so they can press toward the mark of the high calling of God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you.